okay, let's get it out of the way right now. We're all watching the same thing. We're all watching the same thing. And uh, we're going to try to keep our attention on uh, the next few minutes. Uh, Bill, this is one time where I wish I could literally take my eye and put it on the television camera right now. I've got GameCast up. I've got uh, a lot of things going on. You don't need me to explain to you all what needs to happen here. It's my job. I have to do it. I think you guys understand it. So we need the Rams to win. And then we have to go beat the Green Bay Packers tonight to get into the playoffs. And right, you know, Bill, let me let me just say this because I've I've been telling all my friends this like all weekend. Of course, I want the Lions to get into the playoffs. Don't think that I don't want the Lions to get into the playoffs in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. When I say what I'm about to say, to me, the bigger prize, the bigger prize is the excitement of what's going to happen next year and what's going to happen in 2024. Oh my. Uh, Bill, I'm yeah. serious. I, I I am as excited yeah. about this football team as I I was when I was a kid in the early 90s. Like honestly, I I'm really excited about the direction that they're going. I think a bigger prize awaits them down the line and all of that. But with that mm-hmm. being said, I have no problem saying these two words right now. Go Rams. Go Rams, yeah. right? Amen. <laughs> I think that's the first time all all year Lions fans have pulled for the Rams <laughs> when you think about the draft pick. Yep. But uh, I don't think there's anyone that will uh, will have one problem with the Rams pulling this game out. And let's be honest. If the Rams finish this game, we could see an exorcism tonight. I'm serious. I think you know better than anybody that that, yeah. that place has been a yeah. house of horrors for so many years, and yes, it was great to finally beat them, and yes, right. it's been great to beat them a few times since then, but we've seen the Packers rip our hearts out at Lambeau, at Ford yeah. Field, heck, at the Pontiac Silverdome, and if you can go in there and take care of business mm-hmm. tonight and punch your ticket into the playoffs, boy, I, I think that's exercising a demon or two, Bill. I really do. You're right, Sean, and all you have to do is ask any Lions fan, if you had your choice, where, what stadium against what team, if it's not a home game, would you want to have to win a game to get in the playoffs? I mean, it's it's 99% Lambeau. I agree it's with you. It's got to be. I, I agree. And, be. And, and, Bill, you and, know me. Uh, I, I openly tell anybody, the Bears are the team that, that you know, really gets me more than anybody. Right. But because of Sterling Sharp, because of Matt Flynn, because of so many moments over the the, the past couple decades, really, I, I, I agree with that sentiment. It's like, yep, let's let's yeah. go beat the Packers in Lambo. Yes, yes, right. yes. <laughs> oh, I remember vividly when we finally ended the Packers' uh, winning streak in Lambo in 2015, and. I can't remember a greater win. I mean, just to finally get that done there. Um, but I I also believe this Lions team, uh, it, it in a way doesn't know what it doesn't know. Um, it's it's young. It's fearless. And, and that comes from the head coach. And uh, I think I, I really think they got, they got a great shot tonight. A I great shot tonight. I, I really the only thing the only thing I worry about because we're talking about humans 
um, we're talking about people. Um, is this, <laughs> you know, how much is this Rams, uh, you know, Seahawks game taking a little focus away? How could it not? Because obviously, you know, the Rams have to win for the Lions to have a shot. So that's just one just small concern I have just of that becoming a, a distraction compared to the Packers, who it doesn't matter what happens in this game. They got to win to get in. Yep. So that that's the only thought I had on that. Well, you know, it's it's interesting, Bill, because, you know, I, I think I feel a lot better about this game tonight. And hopefully it has all the ramifications. No pun intended there. Ramifications. Right. Hopefully it has all the ramifications that uh, we uh, certainly aspire to see tonight uh, because, you know, we've seen this act out of the Packers before where they're, they're kind of struggling. And then all of a sudden, you know, Aaron Rodgers yeah. makes the proclamation to relax or whatever the case may be. And, and they go on some kind of winning streak. And, and that's what they've done the last few weeks. Give them credit where it, credit is due. You know, they've won four straight to put themselves in this position, but they don't have in my mind, Bill, that, aura about them right now and i think it starts with aaron Rodgers. No. you know this yeah. this isn't the traditional way that we've seen them doing with aaron Rodgers throwing 350 no. yards every week and two three touchdowns right. i think this is a team that has its limitations offensively and and the good lord knows they can be run on i mean we've seen that this is a no, team that no can doubt. be run on yeah no doubt and i think i mean they beat the vikings up last week but it wasn't Aaron Rodgers beating the Vikings up as, as much as it was the defense turnovers, special teams. Um, so it wasn't a a typical Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, quarterback, stars type of Packers uh, uh, win last week or or run at the end of the season. It's It's been a little bit of everything. Um, there's some craziness going on right now in the Rams-Seahawks game. And it almost looks like, uh, oh my gosh, yeah, um, <laughs> Seattle's going to be in field goal range. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and you know what, Sean, the Rams punted. It was a phenomenal punt. Okay, and the hawk for the Rams is flying downfield, no one between him and the ball. The ball's rolling toward the, the goal line. It should have been down on the one or two. He's going so hard that he falls into the end zone. Yeah. The ball slowly rolls and touches the goal line. So instead of coming out at your one, where a safety is probable, you know, I mean, that's a tough place to bring an offense out of. Now... They're going to have the ball. I'm not sure where. They got the ball on the 30-yard line. 30-yard line. Plus yep. 30 with 32 seconds to go. Um, Bill, you, I mean, you know as well as I do, there is a perception that the Lions get a raw end of the call. I mean, we, we've yeah. heard it all. We've talked about it so many times. I, I Listen, I, I don't want to put you in a position. I, I thought the, the running into the kicker was yeah. – I I just didn't agree with that call. I, I have no other way to say that. It, it, yeah. As as so many people were commenting on on uh, social media, it, it was more like pushing into the kicker. And right. Um. 
that's unfortunate because again, you know, uh, lion fans feel like, okay, what do we have to do yeah. to get a break? I, right. I, I don't agree with that call. I, I guess that's that my, my rated G version of, of saying, I don't agree with that. Call. I don't <laughs> agree with it at all. No, I would have loved to have seen another angle from the opposite side um, to see how much engagement he had the, that the Rams lineman had with the Seahawks lineman because it sure looked like he had a lot. Um, so here we go, Shawnee B. Yeah. Coming down to the floor. <laughs> That's exactly but, it. You know what? Uh, let, let's let's uh, – Let's produce some karma. Ohio State had the same opportunity, didn't they? Absolutely, they Georgia. did. Yeah. No, yeah, no doubt sure about did. that. No, no, yeah. no doubt about that. And yeah. you know what? This is this is something that um, un- unfortunately we we we've seen it before. And let's just hope against hope. All right, you know what? We'll yeah. do this at a perfect time. Let's take a break. I think we're all gonna be we're all gonna be focused on this. We're up yes, against we a break as Good it is. Call. We'll yeah. come back and talk to you about it right here. It's Gridiron Wrap on a Sunday night. Glad you could join us, 760 WJR. <laughs> Bill. I... <laughs> well, maybe that karma worked. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't even know what number we're on. Uh, 1,199, yeah. perhaps, of why the NFL is king in this country. I, I mean, incredible. what incredible. is going on right now and yeah. the way the last couple of minutes of this game went. And yeah. I just tweeted out that, that you know, uh, gif from Young Frankenstein where Dr. Frankenstein is yelling, it's alive, it's alive, because that's the way the Lions <laughs> feel right now. Yeah. Their playoff yeah. chances are still alive. Yeah. yeah. The, Rams I mean, you're miss, t- the Rams miss a field goal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Seahawks miss a field goal. Yeah, sorry. By sorry. that much. Oh, by gosh. six inches. Oh, my yeah. Gosh. I mean, wow. 46-yard yep. field goal. Yeah. Doink. Unbelievable. Yep. Unbelievable. Yep. So, I guess uh, we'll just all sweat it out for a few more minutes as we go to overtime. Yep. and. And we see what happens here is uh, obviously, again, I look, you don't need me to tell you. I think any Lions fan is watching this right now and rooting, rooting very hard, very hard yeah. up for yeah. the Los Angeles Rams. I, I was kind of hoping that Matthew would get himself well and maybe come no, wouldn't that one have been more a, game selfishly, uh, right, Bill? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Would that have been incredible? That would have been absolute. You talk about storybook. Oh my goodness! But uh, we'll we'll take what we got right here. If this uh, is a know, tie, uh, do, are the Lions still alive then? Uh, with a, did, you know what? That's a that's a really wonderful uh, question because then you're talking about Seattle would finish eight eight one. The, the, the Lions would, help would get the Lions. in. Yeah, the Lions would get in yeah, if they beat yeah. the Packers because they're nine and eight. Yeah, Seattle has to win. Yeah, yeah. Seattle's okay. got to win. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because uh, Seattle would still have eight wins, and a win tonight for the Lions would give them nine. Yep, that's simple. That, yeah. Yep, that's that's exactly yeah. it. They'd be eight, eight, and one with a tie. So right. It, right. Listen, we'll take a tie right now. I I have yeah. no problem. I'll, I'll <laughs> I can't yeah. stand ties, but I'll 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 learn to love ties. That would probably uh, somehow absolutely. help the draft pick too. So that'd be best case scenario, right? Yeah. There you go. That's, yeah. a, that's a legitimate <laughs> point. That's that's a legitimate point. Yeah. Hey, Bill. May, on, it, it, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, it very may it very may well help the draft pick. Um, 
uh, I'm not sure of that, but yeah, it very well may help it. So, you, you know, Bill, while we have a second, because I, I mean, this is one of those shows I texted you a few minutes ago. There's so many things that we can talk about and obviously the national championship tomorrow, but um, yeah. it, it was amazing when the horrible situation with DeMar mm-hmm. Hanlon happened mm-hmm. on Monday night. I, I'm sure you were watching it. Um, well, Sean, I, uh, I haven't told you this. But I was actually working that game. I was in. Were you? Oh, yeah. Bill, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And uh, it was. Uh, I'm not sure. I have a word to describe it. Um, you have flashbacks to Mutley. You have flashbacks to Reggie Brown, especially when uh, the reality of the severity of the injury or not the injury as much as the medical situation became obvious um, having to be resuscitated on the field as did Reggie Um, and just the, the entire atmosphere uh, was surreal and it was emotional. It was sad. It was, I think everybody was afraid and, you know, and you know, this Sean, um, one of the uh, one of the most obvious ways to know what's going on in a football game or any game really is when you see the reaction by the players. Yep. And when he went down, there was a Bengals player uh, who immediately motioned toward the Bengals sideline frenetically. And I'm on on the communication system, and I tell ESPN immediately, "We got to go to a break." got to go to a break this is not this is not normal i mean you could just see and it reminded me of thing the way taylor reacted yeah frenetically yeah and uh and that's that's how it hit me and the rest of the night was just uh i mean it was it was so many things rolled up in one um but and and this is the good news obviously uh, his progressive recovery and how, if you want to say miraculous, we can say that it has been for the young man. But the other thing is, I think you saw the the NFL at its finest, um, the humanity of it all. I keep using that word and describing it. To me, there was so much humanity involved on uh, the field with the players, with the staffs, with the medical um, professionals with the trainers and with the fans as well. Um, there was so much respect and so much humanity that that part of it was was truly wonderful. Was truly wonderful. And the way has the way the week has played out. I mean, what do we say about sports? There's nothing more galvanizing. Yeah. There's nothing that speaks community more than sports. All of the the things that divide us don't factor. They don't factor. And that's why we love sports. It's unique and it's wonderful. It's heartbreaking. It's so many different things. And we all went through that Monday night. Um, but as the week has played on and here we are today, and we can be so thankful um, for this young man's recovery. You know, Bill, it, it's amazing because uh, you had, unfortunately, a front row seat for a couple of those things. I think I told you before the Mike Utley game, I was there as yeah. a young fan with my friends. And uh, who can forget Reggie Brown? I mean, it was just, it, 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 it was gross. Uh, 
I remember seeing a story on um, Ron Hughes, who, of course, um, or, or excuse me, Chuck Hughes, uh, Chuck yeah. Hughes, who not not the former front office guy, but Chuck Hughes, former the player, former yeah. player. And um, one of the Bears players, I forget who it was, said mm -hmm. that when he went down, mm -hmm. he thought from afar that Hughes was trying to milk the clock and, and, and get oh, an official's wow. timeout. And okay. he said for a second, he, he yelled at his way, get up. I know what you're doing. Until he said, I saw Dick Butkus frantically yeah, waving right. to the sideline. Like, exactly. get out here and get out here now. And he beat himself up for it because, you know, he, he was yelling at Hughes one second and the next second, you know, he, he said, I, I realized right away when I saw one of the toughest of the tough, Dick Butkus literally waving frantically, you know, it, it, almost hysterically for them to get out there. Uh, honest to goodness, Bill, that was the first thing that I thought of when I, I was watching that. I was, I was, my daughter was up, you know, she's on vacation and we were just all kind of chilling out in the front room. And I said to my wife and daughter right away, I said, that isn't good. And they said, well, how do you know that? And I said, look at the way the people are reacting. That that tells me all I need to know. I, I'm not going to venture a guess what it is. But when you see players reacting like that, Bill, hey, listen, that's a fraternity. You know that better than anybody. And, and as much as they want to, you know, bash each other and beat each other, when they see a fallen comrade like that, it's time to close ranks. And you saw that immediately. All right, I think Bill, your your uh, your mic was muted there. We'll uh, yeah, we'll. I think accidentally that was muted because I'd love to get your thoughts on that. You yeah, uh, I, I was saying that the reaction is so real. It was so genuine Monday night, and you know we referenced Reggie Brown. Um, those fans that were there. I mean, that game had so many backdrops to it. It was a playoff game for all intents and purposes. Win, win and get in against the Jets. Barry's going for 2,000 yards, okay? Um, and then and then the other thing that I'll never forget, Sean, is remember when Kevin Glover and Johnny Morton ran to the tunnel. Yes. Ran to the tunnel on the opposite side of the field and grabbed the stretcher on wheels, gurney, whatever, from the ambulance or from the tunnel and raced it across the field to where the fallen brother was lying, Reggie Brown. Um, that was incredible. And um, and I think you saw some of that uh, Monday night. Yeah, no no doubt about that. In the meantime, listen, uh, I, we're, we're talking about something that certainly was somber, but the good news is uh, DeMar Hamlin is improving by the day. Uh, right. He's been in contact. You know, he's actually been tweeting yeah. Uh, one wonderful, wonderful, wonderful news. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. this football game isn't wonderful news right no, now. It's not. Yeah. Um, Kenneth Walker has been outstanding this year, and he's being outstanding. He, really has. he, he has, Bill. I mean, he's, he's been. I mean, why isn't he the rookie of the year? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe he will be. Maybe yeah. he will be. But that uh, kid has been incredible. The Seahawks at the Rams. 25 right yeah. now. Yeah, I don't know if you caught it, Sean, but Mayfield threw an interception. And do you know who got the pick? Of course. <laughs> Andre Diggs. Of course. Of course. Andre's one of, I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you. He's one of 
the finest people and players I've ever worked with. I love that guy. And uh, this aside, <laughs> I've been really happy for his success um, after, since he's left the Lions. But, uh, yeah. Well, you, you know what's interesting as well, Bill, if, if, if as you well know, there, there were some dark moments, unfortunately, uh, during uh, Quandre's time here. Yeah, uh, and 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 he was a guy that would always answer the bell. Uh, yeah. I, I remember going in late in the '17 season, and and you know as well as anybody, you had been there far yeah. too many times. Unfortunately, a lot of times those guys don't want to talk; they just don't no. want to talk. And no. I, I remember Steve and I going in there. It must have been mid December, and and there he was talking to people, and there he was, kind of holding court. And hey, did you get what you need, etc., yeah. etc. And uh, Kenneth Walker again, yeah. and another uh, run this time to the uh, Rams' seventeen-yard line. So, yeah. six forty-six yeah. to go in this, and we, we, I guess, we need some of that mojo coming up uh, pretty shortly uh, yeah. again. If if they don't score yeah. a touchdown, uh, let's let's yeah, no, see how that if plays Seattle out. kicks Seattle kicks a field goal. It's over. it's over. Yep, that's exactly yeah. it. That's all. That's yeah. all they have to do. So, yeah. Uh, obviously, we'll keep our eye on that. Hey, it's still Lions Packers tonight, and yeah. I'm going to say it again. Of course, I want the Lions to make the playoffs. I, I think the bigger prize lies ahead. I really do. I'm excited about having the multiple draft picks. I'm mm-hmm. excited about changing the culture. I'm excited about what they have and what they can add to what they already have here. So. Uh, with that being said, yes. Oh, gosh, yes. I want the Rams to win. I want the Rams <laughs> to win very, very badly. Uh, we're up against a break. Uh, gives us a chance to check out what's going on. You as well. Glad you could join us on a Sunday night here. He is Bill Keenest. I'm Sean Belegian. This is Gridiron Wrap on 760 WJR. Well, I'm sure you know already. If you did not know, um, now you know. Uh, The Seattle Seahawks uh, kick a field goal in overtime. Again, it was the second possession. Uh, Both teams had a possession. They kick a field goal. Uh, They win the game. They knock off the Rams in overtime. And, um, you know, what what, what can you say? (laughs) Really, I, I wish I had something. Yeah. Witty and wacky and zany. I got to something add for right you, now. Sean. I, Bill, go right ahead. The floor is yours, sir. I mean, what what was it? Five minutes ago, we said, if you asked any Lions fan, if they had to win, if the team had to win a game on the road to get in the playoffs, who would that team be in? What stadium would it be in? It'd be in Lambeau. It'd be yep. the Packers. Well, the question now is, if you could ask any Lions fan, if you had to play a game on the road, and you had the chance to knock a team out of the playoffs. (laughs) Who would it be? There is no doubt it would be the Green Bay Packers. So, uh, and you got to, I believe, I know, like I said, I was concerned about the focus on this game that just ended because you're not, you got, you got human beings out there playing. You got emotion, you got everything. Um, So I was concerned about that, but, they, in a way, now they can, and, and don't be surprised if, if Dan Riverboat uh, Campbell, Gambler Campbell, doesn't doesn't pull out some, you know, fakes and and goes for it on fourth down, even when it would be unusual for him. I think uh, to win this game, 
what they would go five and one in the division. Am I am I correct? Isn't they that would, incredible? They would win the division, so to speak, uh, if they won tonight. I think. Um, and boy, would that set things up for next year. Holy moly. Well, yeah. and you know what else sets things up? The Lions are going to get the sixth pick in the draft to yeah. go along with their pick as well. So, Bill, as things stand right now, like literally up to the second, it's the sixth pick and the tw- and the 17th pick right now. Right. Um, right. That, that could change. The second pick could change. Yeah. I believe the Rams are locked in right now at okay. six, which yeah. – I, at least I'm looking at at, at tankathon.com that, that keeps track yeah. of this up to the minute. And the, yeah. it, according to this, it says the Rams are locked in at six. The Lions, of course, get that pick. Uh, yeah. And the Lions uh, are at 17. That could change. But, Bill, mm-hmm. I'm going to echo what I said earlier in the show. I, I, of course, I'm disappointed they didn't get in. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a bigger prize down the line. Yeah. I really yeah. do. I think there's a bigger prize down yeah. the line. And as great as it is to make the playoffs, how much better would it be to make the playoffs and host a home game? Oh my gosh. Win said home yeah. game. And then yeah. win another home game. And the next thing oh. you know, you're in the NFC championship yeah. game again for the first time since 92. Yeah. And that's kind of where my mind's at right now. Yeah. Well, I I've always subscribed to one philosophy, not one, one of many when it comes to the NFL and, and winning and, um, and not to, you know, diminish, the disappointment in, uh, you know, the, the Seahawks kicking that field goal. But I remember many times talking to coaches and even players. And I, I always have believed it's not about winning a game. It's about winning the game. Okay. And there have been times, you know, over the years where the, the lions, we, you know, we'd, qualify for the playoffs, get knocked out in the first round, get knocked out in the first round. And what this team today has established is a foundation that is not built on sand. It is a foundation that is built on rock. And uh, the the youth of this team, it's one of the youngest teams in the league. Um, the experience these young, play, these young players got this year, not only on the field, Sean, but the past few weeks, what these guys have gone through is, is immeasurable. Yep. Um, they were in a playoff chase, a playoff hunt. They get beaten Carolina. They had to rebound, and they did. And they did. And, um, and so just that experience alone. Now, that being said, we know the team that's playing tonight will not be the team that takes the field in the opening game next year. There's 20 to 30% turnover, but the core will be there. The leaders will be there. And with the draft picks that the Lions have this year, um, if they can do almost half as well as they did this past year with their rookie class, look out, look yep. out. Yep. yep. And that, that's what you want. You want a foundation. You don't want to be up and down, you know, from year to year. And uh, that's how we were in some respects in the, 90s i'm going way back you know we we have the great year in 91 finish last in in 92 you know come back in 93 um and then we leveled off you know for a while there but uh you want to validate so to speak and uh i'll tell you what i don't think there'll be a team at least in the nfc talked about more 
than the Lions this offseason, uh, you know, in advance of the, the kickoff for the uh, 2023 campaign. Well, and, and you know, Bill, I, I brought his name up early in the show. I'll bring it up uh, again because he was a, a big part of the restoring the roar and the renaissance yeah. of the Lions. Uh, you know, this is where I, I trust Brad Holmes. I, I, I yeah. look at what Brad Holmes has done. And, and to me, yeah. it always starts there. And as you it know, you to. had a chance to work with Ron Hughes for many years. Yeah. I, I, I think yeah. the world of Ron, I know our mutual friend, Tom Kowalski, absolutely loved him. Yeah. And, you know, he went on and did those things for the Pittsburgh Steelers, much yeah. to our chagrin. Uh, we saw him go on and do those things for the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. Yeah. And that's where it starts to have competent people in place mm-hmm. that make these deals and, and yep. have gone out there and found these guys. And it's not just those high draft picks. We're all no. yours, yours no. truly included. We're going to talk about pick six and we're going to talk about pick 17 or 16 or 15 yeah. or whatever the case may be. Boy, Bill, where you make your championships, it's what you do in those later rounds. There's no question, Sean. I mean, I don't want to go so far back, but I'm going to. But uh, my first team that I worked for was the Washington Redskins back in the early 80s. Joe Gibbs uh, was the head coach. Uh, his first year was my first year there. And we won a Super Bowl in my second year. And that team had 30 free agents, not in the in the connotation of today's free agency. You know, back then, if you were a free agent, you were on the street. Anybody could assigned you okay it wasn't a free agent whose contract expires and he can go to the highest bidder you were cut by a team and you were out there and it's the sum of the whole not the sum of the parts and what bobby bether did for the washington redskins and then the san diego chargers uh what he did initially with the miami dolphins was find those guys and and that's what Brad Holmes has shown an ability to do. And there's no reason to think he won't continue to do it. And the one, the, the, the other philosophy I've always had, and I got to believe he subscribes to it, is even now there's a player on the street that will help a team win a game. Maybe not this year, maybe this year, but next year. I mean, look at what the Rams did last year. Before the playoffs, who'd they sign? Eric Weddle, right? Yep. Yep. Remember the safety? He was yep. on the street. Yep. He ended up starting in the Super Bowl. So when you have a personnel department, um, and it's contrary to the to the team and family, because what what a good GM and a good personnel department's trying to do every day is to improve the roster, to replace the 53rd guy, the 52nd guy the 51st guy that's a harsh reality of sports but that that goes on in every sport and uh and there there is no reason to believe that that won't continue with brad and his staff and uh the other thing i wanted to mention sean i i you always look for things that that uh give you cause to believe so i'm thinking about the Rams seahawks game right so i thought i wonder if john dorsey gave Baker Mayfield a call this past week <laughs> and said, Hey boy, remember me? <laughs> I need you to play well. I mean, I I would almost be shocked if he didn't. Because you remember that, that uh hard knocks. Oh <laughs> hey, yeah. Boy. 
Yeah. I'm going to pick you. <laughs> and, uh, and I could just hear John say, you owe me one now. <laughs> but unfortunately it didn't happen. So, but anyways, well, we'll all be watching tonight and, and, you know, builders, yeah. as you mentioned, look, there's still something to play for. I'd love to knock oh. the Packers out. I'd love to, I'd yeah. love to knock Aaron Rodgers out. Yeah. I'd love the Lions to finish nine and eight. I, I yeah. I'm sorry, I'm a perception guy. I think nine and yeah. eight looks a lot better than eight and nine. I just yeah, do. What, what does it mean in the grand scheme of things? Yeah, nothing. But you know what? No. It looks better to me. And uh, but what, especially what the way that, is, yeah, as you mentioned, yeah. Bill, the way they finish the season. That's that yeah. to me is finish yeah. strong. That's the beautiful yeah. thing, you know. Well, what that ninth win would represent, going through what they've gone through all year. Going through what they've gone through this week and for the past three and a half hours, you know, getting updates on Seattle, the Rams, Seattle, the Rams, you know, it's torturous when you're not in control of your destiny, so to sure. speak. Um, and, the, and they weren't. Um, and it didn't it didn't happen. But with that in mind, to be able to emotionally mentally rebound from that disappointment and knock off the Packers in Lambeau would be incredible. I'll go back. I'll go back to 91 again, Sean. I'll go back to 91 when we, uh, we beat Buffalo up in Buffalo on a Sunday Mm -hmm. on an overtime field goal by Eddie Murray. (laughs) Sheldon White returned an interception for a touchdown in that game. Um, and uh, we come back, and the Bears are playing the 49ers on Monday night. If the Bears win, they get they win the division. Um, if if 49ers win, uh, we get the division. We get we get the bye the first week. Um, San Francisco was out of the playoffs. Sean, they were mm-hmm. a good team. They had some hard luck that year with injuries and tough losses, and. Uh, in the 14 and that's when we had the party at the main event and old Wayno's firing up that stogie <laughs> for the whole world to see because we got ESPN or ABC there to cut in live because it was part of the script you know it was part of the the drama of it all and the 49ers trounced trounced the bears yeah. um so they had something to play for and uh, and anyone that suggests the lions don't have something to play for well, they don't understand the NFL. They don't understand competition. They don't understand what makes up these athletes. I to Bill, I told you, I'll, I'll just remind it for the, the benefit of people out there that weren't listening. My buddies and I got in the car that, that cold Sunday morning, just a few days before Christmas, and drove to Buffalo. Drove to Buffalo. Knowing oh, yes, full <laughs> well that there will be Buffalo fans that are going to go, eh, I don't know if I want to stick yeah. around. This is this is a cold yeah. day. and. We got a great yeah. deal on tickets, and we were celebrating that day. Oh, and uh, oh, it was it was gosh, that was how, fun. I mean, how awesome is that memory, Sean? It's awesome. I it's, mean, that, that's got to be up there, top ten, top it, five. It, it, and it built the the. I can't stress this to you enough. It literally was last second. It was. What are you doing that's today? Even Nothing. Better. Where where do you want to watch a game? <laughs> do you want to drive to Buffalo? Yeah, let's drive to Buffalo. We, we'll probably get some good tickets, and uh, <laughs> and we did. You know, it was a, it was a great time. So, uh, I, Sean, I feel let me, good times are coming for this franchise. This. I believe there, it. There good no times doubt. are coming. Yeah, I got to ask you. Yeah, the the right, drive to Buffalo probably took four and a half five hours. Yep. 
How yep. long did the ride back to Detroit take? Ten Come minutes. <laughs> Ten minutes. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I mean, Bill, we were a bunch of kids that yeah. know, we're, we're all going to the games together down the stretch because you're, hey, this is different. This is pretty yeah. cool. And yeah. Yeah. it's a couple days before Christmas. It was it, right. I, it was magical. It, it, my buddies and I sure. talk about it to this day. And uh, I bet you do. I yeah. think some of those moments are coming for a lot of people out there. I really, truly do. And uh, yeah. hopefully sooner rather than later. All right. Uh, one more segment to go here on Gridiron Wrap on a Sunday night. A little bit of a buzzkill, no doubt about that. But I know people are going to be up late watching the game tonight. People yeah. are going to be up late watching the game tomorrow night mm-hmm. as well. We'll get into yeah. that. Don't you go anywhere. Final segment mm-hmm. next on a Sunday night here on 760 WJR. Yeah. You know, Bill, it's uh, amazing. I, I say this all the time. I think one of the darkest nights for me is when college football ends. And I, I have a feeling that uh, Blake yeah. agrees with me uh, there. I, I I like you're happy it's a national championship. And then towards the end of the game, you're like, oh, I have to wait yeah. seven and a half months for a new season to start. It, it, it's really yeah. it, just a, a, a long, miserable wait for me. But uh, national championship yeah. game tomorrow. I'd love to get your thoughts on that in a moment, but uh, Bill, fantastic season for Michigan. I say this all the time. Uh, when I hear fans, whether it be Notre Dame fans, whether it be Michigan state fans like me, when I hear fans kind of giving the business to Michigan for losing to TCU or losing to Georgia last year, I'm reminded of what happened in 2015 when people were giving Michigan state fans the business. Yeah, There were 127 yeah. teams that wanted to be where you are including the fan bases that are kind of mocking you. Tremendous season for Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines. I know it didn't end the way that you wanted. And then, of course, Bill, uh, one of the, the, I guess, annual rights of January now, some of the talk about Jim Harbaugh and whether or not he wants Mm -hmm. to head back to the NFL. Yeah, it it has become an annual right of postseason for U of M. And, the one, the one thing I will say, Sean, that might be di- well is different from years ago, is the uh, is the reality of the name, image, and likeness factor. Yep. In college football these days, it's different. Okay, what does that mean? How does it impact Jim and his future? Um, I don't know that, but it's not like the NFL where there's a salary cap. I mean, it's a sad reality at college football today. Uh, is it the Wild Wild West? It's probably, you know, exponentially greater than that with what's going on. What we hear about, what we don't know is going on. And I remember back in the early 2000s, um, I actually had a conversation with Mike Krzyzewski. I did a graduate internship at Duke, got to know Coach K pretty well. And if you remember, Sean, um, Duke was the one last blue blood program that had kids stay for four years. Yep. You never had kids leaving after, you know, like Kentucky one and done all that Duke remarkably had kids stay for four years. And then in the early two thousands, uh, they had a mass exodus of freshmen and sophomores. And Mike was rumored for the Lakers job back then. He had been rumored for the Boston job and, the discussion that we had centered around it's different, but it's similar with respect to Jim Harbaugh and, and the new world of college football. 
that when you can no longer control what you're supposed to be in charge of controlling, meaning you sign these kids expecting them to stay for three or four years and they're going after one in basketball. And, and that changed the dynamic for Coach K. Um, thank goodness he never left, but it was different. For them, for Harbaugh, there's a different dynamic out there. There's some unknowns. He can't even tangibly identify some of the stuff that he's competing against. Sure. So does that change things? I don't know if it changes it, but it sure impacts it. And I don't think anybody should fault him for that because it's a different world in college football. And, uh, and, and it's only going to get crazier unless, you know, there's some. Well, there's no doubt about that, Bill. It, it, you know what? It's one of those situations. I, I think your mic cut out there for a second where I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I said this to Paul uh, earlier this week on the Paul W. Smith show. I, I firmly believe that you're doing a disservice to yourself if you don't listen to some of those conversations. You know, if, if somebody calls you and inquires, I don't think there's anything wrong with listening. And and I'm also in the camp of if you feel that something is best for you and your family, go do it. I, I'm I'm a I'm a firm believer in, in that. And and I'm I'm never gonna begrudge a guy for doing something like that, for um saying, you know what, yeah, I'm gonna listen. And you know what? At this point in time, because of whatever the circumstances might be. And it may be exactly what you just talked about, the changing landscape of, of college football. I'm never going to begrudge a guy for doing something like that because this is a whole new world uh, that, that we're seeing right now uh, and, and the college football landscape. Make no mistake about that. So I don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, will Jim stay? Will Jim go? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not even going to venture a guess. But I'm never going to begrudge a guy for listening to conversations. And if he feels it's best for him to move, uh, perhaps go as well. I mean, that's just that's the nature of the business today. Uh, Bill, love to get your thoughts in the last couple minutes uh, of, of this championship game. It's it's funny. Georgia went for the team that I think a lot of people were rooting for because it just seemed like they were the bridesmaids so often, especially under Mark Richt. And and now I, I think everybody loves Cinderella. A lot of people are pull, pulling for TCU in this one. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Bill? Yeah. Um, I I think the way TCU played against Michigan. Now, objectively, they got some breaks. Some things went their way, no question. But you know what? They put themselves in a position to take advantage of those opportunities. So luck is when preparation meets opportunity, right, Sean? They were they were prepared and they took advantage of it. And um, I really think that Georgia, yeah, they're the they're they're Goliath, right? TCU may be David, but TCU has a few a few slingshots in their pockets. And uh, I expect a great game. I really do. I expect a great game. You know what? This reminds me, Bill, of what, 21 years ago. I remember Ohio State came in against mighty yeah. Miami, who hadn't Miami. lost in two yeah. years. And the yeah. point spread was so high, I forget, 17 points or whatever. Yeah. And Ohio State beat them. Uh, you know, it reminds yeah. me of that. Listen, do I think that TCU is going to go win tomorrow? I don't. I Let me just get that out of there. But, yeah. Bill, this to me, this is the whole point of the playoff. What we think right. we know 
was a problem in college football now. We're going to find out definitively tomorrow. We don't have to think what we know. We're going to find out, and they're going to settle it on the field. And that, to me, is a big step in the world of college football. Amen, Shiny B. Couldn't agree more. Well, we look forward to that. Uh, Those of us that have to wake up early in the morning aren't looking forward to staying up late tonight and staying up Monday. But we're going to do it because we love the game of football, and that's why we do this very show because we love the game of football. Bill, we're going to be here all throughout the playoffs. I look forward to it, my friend. Amen, brother. Have a great week. Uh, you too. For Bill Keenest and a special shout out to Blake. I'm Sean Belegian saying thanks for joining us on Gridiron Wrap here on 760 WJR.